Welcome to Twink Wars, the podcast that's pretty much just a Teen Wolf audiobook at this point. I'm Rashad. And I'm Heather. How are you? I am doing pretty good. You've got your DILF shirt. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is like free advertising for murder apparel. They have these really cool death spooky related clothing articles. And they have one. They have a MILF one and they have a DILF one. The MILF one is like targeted at like women. And it's like, man, I love fall. Mm-hmm. But the dude one is dude, I love fall. And also, it's just, it's a skeleton holding a big gourd. Yes. With a beanie on. Yes. And a, a like, spooky ice cream cone. Well, it's not a spooky ice cream cone. It's just, just like an ice cream cone. cone. Well, and I'm actually we're also wearing a skeleton sweatshirt. I just noticed that. And it's a skeleton uh, making the okay symbol with his hand. And at the bottom, it says, never better. Yay. Yay. And I don't know when you're listening to this, but it's October. Yeah. So we're spookified today mm-hmm. for this recording. Indeed. So this week we're talking about season three, episode 19, Letharia Volpina. And this episode aired February 17th, 2014. It was directed by Russell McCahey, and it was directed by our favorite Angela Harvey. Yes. Also, um, are you doing okay? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, cool. I thought that I covered that with my awesome skeleton. I thought so too, <laughs> but I thought we were just like... Adding on to mine, and I wanted you to have your own thing if yeah, you I mean, had anything. I've also got my Dylan O'Brien tea mug. Yes, our new mascot. Yes. Well, he's always been the mascot. I forgot I had this mug. Ryan gave it to me for my birthday one year, and it's just got pictures of Dylan O'Brien all over it. And I mean, I love it. And also, for those who don't know, Ryan is a friend of ours. I feel like we've probably mentioned Ryan before. We mention our friends randomly, but not that they would remember the yeah. lore of our podcast. Yeah, or care. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan, who's probably listening to this, though. Thank you for my mug. Yeah, Ryan, <laughs> I miss you. I haven't talked to you in forever. We should do something sometime. Yeah. If you're we're, listening. We're going to a haunted house on Saturday. Do Are you want to go? Shit. Ah, I would, but I'm so, like, quadruple, triple booked mm. on Saturday. Figured. Yeah, is it uh, Terra Manor? No, it's uh, St. Albans Asylum. <gasps> I've been to St. Albans. It's really fun. So you're going to Radford. Yep. Oh, it'll be fun. You'll have a good time. Yeah. Fun fact, my dad used to actually work there. When, when it was St. Albans? Asylum. Yes. Okay, that's cool. And he cool. has a ghost story from then. Is it the dude that lives in the, like, uh, boiler room? Nothing that specific. Okay. He just, he was a um, an orderly, an aide, mm-hmm. whatever. And he worked the night shift. And at least on one occasion, I don't know, he was just in the break room and he heard, distinctly heard footsteps walking to, towards the office where he was sitting. And then they stopped and he went to see who had been coming because there shouldn't have been anyone there, like if a patient had gotten out of bed or something, but there was no one there. Ooh. And that's it. That's pretty spooky. Yeah. <laughs> see, look, you did have something. I did. Wee. All right. So back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Why you're here. Right. Um, so there was there were a couple bits of trivia this week, but nah. one of them is really just a info dump. Um, the common name for the lichen Letharia vulpina is wolf lichen, as they say in the show. However, the Latin species name vulpina actually refers to foxes. Which I knew that. Yeah. 
And I just think it's funny that the name, the scientific name for the common red fox is Volpes Volpes. Wolf Wolf. Or I mean Fox Fox. Fox Fox. Why? <laughs> um, the actual bit of trivia is that the redheaded girl who gets out of her car and is electrocuted in the yes. opening scene was another contest winner. She specifically won the role through the Die on Teen Wolf contest. <laughs> Love that for her. Yeah. Um, I think this was another previous bit of trivia, but the actor who plays the Yakuza boss with the sick wolf in this episode. Ikeda, I think yes. is his name. The actor Nobi Nakanishi, he also played his the character's father. Oh. Who was possessed by the Nogitsune in that previous episode. That is actually cool trivia, because I didn't notice. And then we have a bit of stupid trivia. Okay. Which is that Parrish says that he's 24, but actor Ryan Kelly was actually 28. Which is probably the smallest age difference between an actor and their the character they're playing on this show, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, well, no. No, because Styles and... Yeah, Dylan and Tyler were only two years older than their character is supposed to be. But, I mean, yeah. Crystal Reed is, like, seven, nine years older than the character. Yeah, she was like... a grown-ass woman. She was, like, a Ben McKenzie yeah. on uh, the OC. He was 29, playing a 16-year-old. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I think she was 27 when the show started. So if this in this season, I'm assuming she's like 30. Yeah. So I just think that's hilarious that they thought, thought that that was worth mentioning. I'm so weird. <laughs> anyway, um, as far as music, I didn't really notice any of the songs playing, so I didn't bother. None of them stood out to me. Yeah, I heard them, but none made an impression. No. Viewership? It was 2.12, so it was a little bit up, but not much. Everybody's pretty much, like, tuned in. Season 3 just has, like, everything going for it. Yeah. If you're going to watch, you're watching. Yeah. Um, previously on Teen Wolf, we were reminded that werewolves, specifically Scott, can take away someone's pain. We were reminded that Derek found his mother, his dead mother's claws, and that you can somehow use them to talk to her. Allison and Isaac kissed. Finally. Styles is possessed by the Nagitsune, and at the very end of the last episode, we were left with a cliffhanger with a live wire just going crazy. Yep. And Kira is there, and that's pretty much all we know at this point. There's a live wire, and Kira is there. Yes. <laughs> and to summarize this episode, the Nogitsune is doing its thing. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody is being terrorized the entire episode. Coach gets shot with an arrow. I'm sorry. I just, I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I unfortunately just, my brain just went to, he really put his whole Nagussi into it. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Nagitsusi. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Go back. Go back to what you're yes, saying. Yes, he did. He definitely did. So Coach got shot with an arrow. A fuck ton of people got electrocuted mm -hmm. um, featuring Isaac. And then we've got the bomb going off, which, oh my gosh. I'm trying to think about how many people probably died just okay. like from the fallout. But nobody important died, but no. plenty of people got hurt. Yes. At least one confirmed death. Yes, one confirmed death. Oh, well, actually two since that piece of trivia. Oh, yeah. So, oh, probably three, because I feel like that ambulance sure, driver is dead, too. Yeah, if we're supposed to assume that she died, then obviously the paramedic also died. Yes, and then we get a big revelation that Peter is Malia's dad. Yeah. And 
Lydia finds out a little bit more about her powers. And it's just a race to figure out what Styles has done. And it just turns out that the Nagitsune is playing everybody. Mm-hmm. And he knows exactly what the fuck he's done. And Styles is locked away in his own head somewhere. And yep. the Nogitsune is just playing everybody for suckers. Indeed. And it's a good one. It is good. It's like fan-fucking-tastic. I just feel terrible for everybody. Yeah. And Kira's parents are being secretive. And it's one of those cases where... Why? I don't know. But this is also back in the era when that trope was pretty common, where people just kept secrets that they didn't need to be keeping. I think that's just a pretty common TV trope in general i feel like they're getting they're doing better with it now but Mm -hmm. definitely like back during this time of television it was rampant and it was really annoying because it's like or maybe i think i've just changed so much from like back when i was watching that when i was younger and i'm like you know if you just opened your fucking mouth and used your words i think it's kind of just a teen drama trope yeah which i don't think either of us watch much of anymore very true so i think we are just not seeing it (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway changes you people yeah but anyway that's like those are the main highlights i don't think i missed anything super relevant um oh well i did forget that deaton actually plays like a pretty big role in this episode yes he's been missing all season and i just assumed that it's because he was traveling to japan because he knew that nogitsune was going to be a thing and apparently he needed to get some lichen for nagitsune poison mm-hmm. yeah that's what he's been doing this entire time i guess yeah and oh and chris and Derek get framed for murder sure but like it's the flimsiest frame job ever well not ever but it's pretty flimsy yeah i guess i don't they don't really get into what evidence they have other than the finger yeah but and they, the money we'll get to it yeah <laughs> we'll break so, it down <laughs> Anyway, let's dive right into it. Okay. We start off in Japan. Yes, and some Japanese dude, I was sure at the time that this started was going to die, was pacing around waiting for a doctor. For his wolf, not a human doctor. Yes, but we didn't know that at the time. until Well, we, well had... initially, until we saw the wolf. Well, you see the wolf first. We you? saw him first. He was outside. And then he comes inside and he's like, where the fuck is the doctor? Oh, okay. And then... That's when we see the puppy. I knew it was a wolf, but all dogs are puppies in sure. my eyes. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and then we find out that the doctor is Deaton. I'm curious. How do you prove to the world that you're the best vet? Like, how did they get his info? Like, what made them call him all the way to Japan from California? Word because their wolf is sick. <laughs> Word of mouth. And I feel like he's... <laughs> I feel like Deaton is like the black market veterinarian mm. because he's part of that like if you're in the underworld or whatever you just know Deaton is like oh you need to like take your exotic animal to the vet but you know you're not supposed to have this animal yeah like people <laughs> like he takes care of ocelots mm. and all sorts of shit that people aren't supposed to have like Deaton's the real tiger king <laughs> okay things like that so I feel like that's how they know about it because Deaton just rolls in those circles Sure. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, as much as anything on the show makes sense. Yep. They ask him, have you worked with wolves before? So, of course, he's got his tongue-in-cheek, oh, here and there yes. comment. And the wolf's name is Yuki. Mm-hmm. Deaton asks them if Yuki has been around any unusual plants, specifically something that looks like moss and is bright green. Yes. It's a type of lichen. And but- he suspects that Yuki has lichen poisoning. 
and these dudes are all being cagey about it. Yeah, and he says he cannot treat Yuki without knowing what specific species of lichen it is, so he has to see it, but no one wants to take him out there. And I don't know what that guy was yelling at them, but I'm assuming he was just calling them all a bunch of pussies. Pretty much. That's the vibe I got. Yeah. (laughs) And he just says they're all a bunch of superstitious pansies and proceeds to lead Deaton out. And I noticed immediately that it was the garden where Mm -hmm. Chris and Silverfinger encountered the Oni and the Nagitsune. Right. And so so Deaton crouches down to look at the lichen that's on this like fountain thing. And he asks the Yakuza. Ikeda to hold a glass vial for him. And I just made the comment that it looks like this is the first time this man has ever held anything. It does. <laughs> like he's trying to figure it out. He's not quite sure how his hand works yet. So he's just like holding it out like right there in front of him like a NPC in a video game or something. I want to <laughs> give him the benefit of the doubt and just say he was just thrown off that yeah. he was being asked to hold anything. Especially because he's a Yakuza boss. Yeah. So I think he's not used to being like treated like just another dude. I know. I, I mean, I'm, but, like, just... <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm just making fun of this actor's choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then Deaton starts talking about how actually Yuki would never come near this place. And lets on that he knows what happened. That the boss who was killed there was this guy's father. Yes. And then he announces that the lichen is called Lotharia Vulpina. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's the title of the episode. We got it super early. <laughs> and that it's called Wolf Lichen. And, and that, that dude also pulled a gun on oh, yeah. Deaton. Well, because he's being all cryptic and weird like he likes to be. <laughs> yes. But like Deaton continued. He's not even phased. No. He's like, people point guns at me all the time. And then he t- gives us some exposition, or not exposition, really, just a lore dump about how people, people would- used to poison foxes and wolves with this stuff yeah specifically they put pieces of meat with broken glass and lichen in it yeah because humans are fucking terrible Mm -hmm. yeah and they would the poison would get into their bloodstream faster because of all the cuts from the glass Mm -hmm. Ugh. and akeda then asks what deaton did to yuki and he says well i didn't poison him with lichen but i did give him a paralytic agent the same one on the jar he handed to akeda yes so i'm guessing it must have been Canama Venom. Well, he says it is. Oh, he did? Well, Akita says Canama. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about and that. And Deaton like, confirms it. I don't remember exactly what he says. See, I missed that part. Yeah. Okay. And I just am interested to think how much Canama Venom does he have in, like stockpiled? How did, did he just have a vial underneath the table like when Jackson was lying on it? It was just filling up. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it, was a, it would be a smart thing to do. I wouldn't yeah. put it past Deaton to do something like that but i also think it's funny that ikeda is just like can him up yeah that's the only thing that could paralyze a person i guess i don't know so then we i guess i keep saying exposition drop but that's pretty much deaton is an exposition machine but basically he's there to collect this lichen because he is going to use it to poison a fox that is hiding inside a teenage boy yep i question that though because they also say that the lichen came from the nagetsune's blood Mm-hmm. So why would something that came from the Nagitsune poison the Nagitsune? I think because it it grew from the Nagitsune's blood. It feels like some, it feels like a mystical thing that would be true. Kind of like the only thing that can hurt this thing is itself. Because mm-hmm. there have been like plenty of things that have been able to do that. Like how uh, Derek needed a wolfsbane bullet to cure his wolfbane bullet wound. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like... There's some 
I know that there's a myth. It's like floating somewhere in my head where there was like something that the only thing that could kill this thing was some. Oh, they. This is a dumb example, but it's like when uh, in Godzilla versus King Kong, like King Kong can't fucking beat Godzilla, but he took little spines that like Godzilla had shed and made a little hatchet out of it. And then he could hurt Godzilla. Mm -hmm. I know there are lots of other examples of that, but again, I'm drawing a blank on them. So I'm just connecting them that way. Okay, I'll accept that. So then we get we cut back to the hospital and we're where we left off last time with the live wire going crazy and it has sparks everywhere. Been a while since we had some shitty yeah. Teen Wolf CGI. Yeah, it was nice to have it back in all of its glory. Uh, felt nostalgic. It, uh, there's a lot of like tacky OG Teen Wolf stuff going on in this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wire itself flailing around everywhere is obviously CGI. And just chasing Kira. Yeah, and there's like a, the ambulance crashes into a fire hydrant and there's It was a pipe. It was like an actual pipe, but like same thing. It crashes into something and then there's like CGI debris flying off of that. And it was just like, ah, yes, I remember this. (laughs) And then Isaac saves Allison, but he gets electrocuted in the process. Which was, I, I have more problems with this episode than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. but it's all nitpicky stuff like this i'm like isaac jump with her out of the way yeah like you didn't need to stay planted there to push allison out of the way well we're still in that era where people did that i i feel like you're giving this putting a lot of weight on this being an era thing when i think it's just a stupid tv thing i think <laughs> it's both it can be both thing. yeah i just i don't think it was i don't think we're done with that yeah I i'm not excusing it happening. or even really explaining it i'm just saying this was like I feel like it happened way more back when this was happening. And I think we've gotten better with time maybe. about these things. Or maybe I'm know. just not watching these shows yeah, anymore. Yeah, I think that's probably more. And that's not occurring <laughs> anymore. Um, um, but then, so the EMT gets out of the ambulance. And of course, he dies immediately because he stepped in. Basically, the, am- the ambulance bursts a pipe. So water floods the parking lot. And then electricity is electrifying all the water. Yeah. So people, he steps in it and dies. And then that's when Isaac saves Allison. Yeah. And then that's when the contest winner gets out of her car and gets electrocuted. Yeah. And then some dude is driving his car and staring at all the chaos and almost hits Kira, but she runs up the car and does a gainer and superhero lands next to the live wire. That was also the OG, like dumb teen wolf stuff that they Mm -hmm. used to do. But this looked okay. I mean, it looked fine. I was just like, this is something that they would have done in the first season. Yeah, but this episode is also just a lot about Kira discovering all of her new superpowers. Well, this is like her like fast track initiation into the Teen Wolf fold. Mm -hmm. Like she just suddenly starts being able to do stuff that... Everybody else on the show did in the first season. I love it. I also made just another comment here that I could never... I would never wear any of the outfits that Kira wears, but somehow she pulls them off. Yeah, she looks amazing. She's wearing like camo tights with like a ballerina skirt and a t-shirt with motorcycles on it. And it's just mm-hmm. like, none of this objectively should go together. But I mean, it's so funny. She's even dressing like Allison used to, but like better. It's like more intentional. Yeah. Like I feel like Allison used to just look like she didn't look at her clothes before she put them on and they just don't match. Mm-hmm. This looks like, I know they don't match match, but I like it. Yeah, Kira's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to make it look cool. This was in per- on purpose, I know. Yeah, very deliberate. Yeah. Um, but she picks up, well, she grabs the wire and 
puts her hand over the sparking part and basically starts absorbing all the electricity. Yes, and her mom comes out and sees everything. And then we find out that Isaac isn't breathing. Well, also we see that Kira's eyes turn orange. Yes. So it looks like werewolf eyes or whatever, but mm-hmm. orange instead of yellow or red or blue. Yeah, just her kitsune eyes or kitsune mm-hmm. And then we find out that Isaac isn't breathing. And I was afraid at this point Derek was going to break his arm. I was wondering about that. I was like, I'm. This boy has been like unconscious for at least five to six hours, and Derek has not tried to break his arm yet. Yeah, they just actually took him into the hospital to be treated. Mm-hmm. Growth. Yeah, I I literally wrote that. Growth. <laughs> That's one of my notes. Um, but then we also I think get confirmation here that her mom Kira's mom did know because she's not surprised to see what Kira did. She just tells her. You can't do that where people can see it. Yeah. Then we also find out Parrish um, point lets everybody know that Siles was seen driving away from the hospital in his Jeep. And the sheriff wants him found immediately. And then we cut to the next morning. And Scott's dad tells everyone to look for signs of sabotage. And Melissa is, well, Scott wakes up and he hears like a... Oh, before that... It, Derek tells Scott he needs to tell Styles' dad what's really going on with him. Yeah, that was, it's kind of like a voiceover. Like a, me- he's remembering Derek telling him to do whatever. Yeah, it's weird, like yeah. flashy things. Yeah. I think there was supposed to be a commercial break there. Yeah, probably. And then that's when things got weird for us. But yeah, so he's, Derek's telling him that he needs to tell Stilinski that, you know, Styles is possessed. Yeah. But then Melissa is sitting at the kitchen table and you can tell that she's really worried about her boys. She is all of them. She is the pack mom. She is. Oh my god. She's the real alpha. Melissa's well, the true alpha. <laughs> um, but she says uh, they haven't found Styles yet. But if anyone's going to be missing for two days and turn up just fine, it's Styles. Yes. And then Scott asks about Isaac, and she says they should probably go by the hospital before school. Yeah. Baby Parrish is so weird looking, knowing what I know and have seen about him. I prefer Baby Parrish. I wish he had stayed baby. I mean, baby Parish is way less annoying than, yeah. like, I know that I'm attractive Parish. Yeah. If he had not, I just, well, I mean, it's not just that he got jacked in later seasons. It's what they started doing with the character that I did not like. But. Oh, yeah. It was all of it. <laughs> yeah. But at this point, like, Parish just fine. Mm-hmm. He's cute. I know. He cute was a little 24-year-old. Yeah, he was a twink. Deputy. He was just a twink. <laughs> twink Parish. Twinkish. So we then go to the sheriff's office and we see that Styles has sent his dad a text saying that he's okay and saying, please don't look for me. And then Parrish comes in with a delivery person to drop off some packages of just basic office supply stuff, apparently. Yeah. And Scott's dad is asking about the Yakuza and Katashi. We don't know why yet. Doesn't explain. Um, but then we go to get to the hospital with Scott and Melissa and see that Allison is there and she has apparently slept, well, been there all night, but they won't let her in to see Isaac because she's not family. And she's like, he doesn't have any. And Melissa is Melissa. So she says he has the, she, yeah, he has them and she's got a key card. And I have to say, I did get a little verklempt at this. Oh, do you know what verklempt means? I do. Okay. It used to, <laughs> but like, refresh kind of me because I was like, I haven't heard that word used since the first time you ever told me that you like that word <laughs> and what it means. I mean, it just means, you know, overcome with emotion. Yes. Yeah. So I, I got a little verklempt about her saying, well, he's got us. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Allison stayed there all night, even though they wouldn't let her in. 
she well she, we know for a fact that she is an all-in kind of girl when she decides she has feelings for you they are the strongest feelings that she has ever felt yep but then i also saw, thought it was cute that as they go into his hospital room she grabs scott's hand i fucking ate that shit up they're like let's go check on our man yeah our boyfriend is hurt <laughs> they oh i love them the character work is top notch on this show it i will is. always go to bat for the characters yes the show itself mm, sometimes but the characters are like grade a mm-hmm. god tier yeah i think that's a pretty commonly held belief among the fandom that that's what brings us back yes we just love these characters so much but we see Scott points out, or Allison points out, whatever, that he's not healing for some reason. But Scott just takes as much of his pain as he can, it seems yes. like. But it's not all of it. And it's obviously a lot because it kind of... Yeah, it like hurts worse than any other time he's taken someone's pain, it yeah. seems. And Allison asks if Styles really did this. And Scott says whatever's controlling him did it. And he's working on getting it out of him. Right. So then we're at school and Kira is talking about how kitsunes in folklore are traditionally tricksters and they don't really have any concept of right or wrong. They just kind of like to mess around. They're basically like the fae. Yeah. But you do not want to offend Offend. a kitsune. Or specifically the no kitsune. No kitsune, she says. Yeah. Yeah. Or it reacts pretty badly. And Kira doesn't know how you offend one, but if it's showing its ass this badly, someone must have really pissed it off. Yes. Um, so then we're in the locker room and coach is telling all the guys that if they see Styles, that they need to contact a teacher immediately and also that they need to sign a card for Isaac and write a personal message so profound and deep that it's going to bring a tear to coach's eye. Yes. And Danny volunteers to write his first. first. And he's like, good job, Danny. And then Scott and the twins are talking about how they haven't seen the Oni or Styles, And then they hear one of Chris's emitters. Yes. And it's coming from the basement. And they find Styles. Yes. And before they, before he turns around, we see his face and you can tell that's not Styles. Yeah. That look is not Styles' expression. But he's insistent that it's him, that it's not a trick. Mm-hmm. And the twins immediately go for him and snatch him up. But Scott shuts that shit down real quick. And I love it. Uh, yeah. He roars so viciously in their faces. Yes. I don't think I remember seeing him that mad. Yes. He was like, if you don't get your hands off my boy, I will actually hurt you. Yes. Oh, my God. I was like, and like, even Aiden was like, okay. okay. Shit. <laughs> I guess I forgot you are the alpha. Yeah. Um, But Style says that he doesn't know where he's been or what he's been doing. But he did. He found this duffel bag basically full of stuff. He's got a blueprint of the hospital with his handwriting on it. A lot of other shit that implies that he has been working on something way worse than what happened at the hospital. I kind of love the Nuggets. Well, I don't kind of. I do love the Nuggets. He's such a fake bitch. I love him. He's so evil. Yep. He's such a good actor. Yeah. Well, yeah, because this. Yeah, we I mean, it's not. I always feel like I have to be like, oh, spoiler. But no, if you haven't watched the full episode, why are you listening to this? Yeah. So we know we don't know yet, but this is the Nugetsune the whole time. Yeah. So he's it's the Nugetsune pretending to be Styles, which I like because sometimes you because usually it kind of goes back and forth when characters get possessed because like sometimes I've seen the person possessing. Well, anytime somebody's possessed, they either are pretending to be the person that they're possessing or they let the person that's being possessed do whatever for a while right and then they just like wait till the opportune time to be like 
ha, I'm back in control and fuck you. Right. Like uh, the Green Goblin in like No Way Home. Spoiler yeah. alert for yes. No Way Home. Which is like, what, almost a year old now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's a great movie. That's yeah. like the least spoilery thing I could say mm-hmm. about that. But anyway, quality stuff. Yeah. But yes, so this episode, we're, it, and it's not doing the thing where we're supposed to know that the Nagitsune is pretending to be Styles. So like, Dylan isn't playing the Nagitsune playing Styles. You yeah. know, he's playing Styles because we're supposed to be tricked, which we are. And we know that Styles has been fighting the Nogitsune because that's why he tried to like run himself off into the like cold and freeze to death to keep him from hurting people. But then, but you know, we've talked about before, like when an actor, you can tell when an actor is playing someone else playing them. Right. Like we know (laughs) most of the time when Catherine is pretending to be Elena in Vampire Diaries and like Elena cannot pretend to be Catherine at all. But But it's like. Okay, you're supposed to believe that the other characters don't realize it, but you're supposed to be able to tell. Yes. But in this case, no. We are supposed to be tricked until the end. And, I mean, I was. Yeah. (laughs) I thought we were just watching Styles. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, then we cut to Lydia getting to school and seeing at the end of the hallway that her mom is talking to Peter, which is no good. Never. No woman talking. Nobody talking to Peter ever ends well. No. Um, so he, you know, d- puts on his little creepy act and disappears. Uh, and then Lydia asks what the hell she was talking to Peter about. And apparently he claimed to be from the health department saying that he wanted to arrange hearing tests. And Lydia's like, he wanted to do hearing tests? And her mom's like, yes, hearing. Maybe we should get you tested. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like their dynamic. It's then fun. she says that he gave her his card and Lydia's like, bitch, this is a piece of paper with his name and phone number on it. And she says she knows and she still got it. And then she leaves Lydia with the piece of paper. Yeah, I don't think I like that because I feel like it's her just being like, yeah, I can get a number if I want to. But she didn't actually want to hook up with Peter. Which is fair. Yeah, I get that part. I was just like, why would you leave it with her, though? Because she didn't want the number. OK, she I just guess. liked that she got it. Uh, yeah, I guess she wasn't worried about like Lydia doing anything with it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Although I would have been curious about why does my daughter, my like daughter clearly seems to know this dude yeah. and has issues. So I'd be more curious about that. I think Lydia's mom is a fun character, but obviously does not pay a lot of attention to what's going on in her daughter's life. True. And I don't, and I think that's by design. I think, yeah. if, I think a lot of these people, if they had more involved parents, we wouldn't have a show. Well, besides Lydia's mom, the only other parents. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody else's parents are involved. I mean, it's she's more of the typical teen drama parent. Yeah. Than Melissa or the sheriff. Chris. Or Chris. Yeah. Yeah. They're all like in it. Right. They're not. They're a much better, I think, supernatural TV parent than Joyce. Yeah. Like the typical one who is oblivious and just. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So then we cut back to the basement. They're looking through all of the stuff that Styles found. Yeah, I call it his no good shit bag. <laughs> and they find a map that mentions the Tate car, Malia's dad, and those steel traps. And one of the twins, I'm assuming probably Aiden, is like, what were you doing building a Terminator? Because yeah. he's just got a bunch of random tools. just thought that was funny. And Coach takes the kids back to the woods where bad shit happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Where somebody had just put out a bunch of bear traps. Mm-hmm. So we, this is when we find out Kira's next new ability, which is that she's super fast now. Yes, and she just like guns it past Danny. Mm-hmm. 
And then we cut to... Chris coming home and realizing and somebody broke into his apartment. I just wrote weekly reminder that Chris Argent is the DILF to end all DILFs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> my so next hot. comment was like, my God, that man is beautiful. He's just so hot. He is so <laughs> fucking fine. It's ridiculous. And it's not like with Derek where like they... When Derek's like being hot, he's usually trying. They're like purposefully going out of their way. Uh-huh. Chris is just like, somebody broke into my apartment. Here's me with my gun. And I'm like, oh my God. Well, I just wrote that down just when the elevator doors opened. I know. He's so high. He just, oh, God. Like, I really borderline wish that I was going to that, like, Beacon Hills reunion <laughs> convention just so that I could see J.R. Bourne. He would be worth the price of admission alone. Where, where is that happening? It's in Georgia in Conyers, no. but, like, I've got shit going on yeah, that whole not, weekend. I'm not traveling to Georgia for that. Sorry. No, but, like, oh, If it was maybe, like, if it was in D.C. an hour away yeah, yeah, or something. If it was Three in D.C., hours. I'd probably do it. Yeah. Oh, I still wouldn't do it. But, I mean, if you really wanted to go, but you didn't want to go alone, I might go with you. Let's put it okay. that way. <laughs> True. Yeah. Oh, my God. It would be kind of cool to tell them about the podcast. And be like, yeah, we have a podcast called Twink Wars. Don't listen to it, please. <laughs> yes, we rag so hard on your show, but we love all of you. And we also especially... talk about how hot you are. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. Oh. Oh, my. Well, I can be like post. I can cringe about it later because as long as they are actively listening to it. They wouldn't listen. No. On. Fuck no. But if they did, I'd be like, oh, my God. I don't, I don't know. I know some of them might. I don't know if they have much else going on. It's true. I think the ones that have like nothing better going on, it's like, hmm, they might just like skim through it. I doubt they'd listen to a full episode. Yeah. Well, that was a tangent. Yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah. So Chris uh, gets into his office and sees that someone has left one of those same emitters jammed into his desk. And it turns out it was Derek. And Derek was the one that broke in. And he wants to know why Chris is leaving emitters in his loft the same way Chris wants to know why he's breaking into his apartment. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this was orchestrated by the Nagitsune because Chris did not leave the emitter in his loft. Yes. He just They just wanted to cause strife and get Derek to come over here mm. and start shit with Chris. And they both put their murder weapons away because Chris had a gun to Derek's head and Derek had his claws out. Mm-hmm. Chris has been trying to find Styles for two days and Derek has been doing the same. And Derek asks what he plans on doing when he finds Styles. And Chris says it depends on which Styles he finds. So as we've st- established, we are going to point out shipper moments, even if it's not a ship we agree with. And it is a, a Derek moment here where Derek obviously is concerned that Chris might try to kill Styles. Yeah, so. but we all know if it doesn't matter what version Chris found of Styles, no. he was not going to kill Absolutely that boy. Absolutely not. That's my next note. <laughs> it's like he, he thinks he tries to talk a big game to himself about what a badass he is and how heartless mm-hmm. like his dad he is. Like, it's, like, pre-programmed in him to want to act like that. But he, no, he would not. Yeah, he is way more bark than bite. Yeah. He would definitely shoot Styles with a tranquilizer dart. Oh, hell yeah. But he was never actually hurt him. No. So that's when he realizes that his cabinet safe thing, I guess, has been broken. Um, But that metal case that they took to... Uh, wait, a little bit before that? Hmm. It's, like, minor, because we're, we're doing that thing where we just, like, jump scenes. <laughs> So Kira is living her best Kitsune life. She is just like zooming through the woods and then Styles and Scott roll up to let Coach know what's going on. And then that's when we cut back to Derek and Chris finding the locker broken with the briefcase in it. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't, it wasn't. That was just like a minor thing. It's just like when we start talking about Styles and Scott (laughs) being in the uh, woods. Right. Okay, but that is, so then Chris finds the briefcase that they had taken to, or no, they got the money 
for selling that gun, but he says they didn't take it with them. They left it there. Yes, and it's $150,000. Yes. Um, And that's when uh, Agent McCall shows up and announces that they found Silverfinger's prosthesis on his dead body. So, and this has, they've been framed by the Nigatsune. Yep. And then we cut back to the kids in the woods and Danny is fucking booking it and gets tackled by Ethan. And then Danny asks what the hell is wrong with him. And he says he missed him and kisses him. Like, great diversionary attack. Sure. And, he, and for a second, Danny's like, what the fuck? But then he's like, all right. But also, <laughs> I'm like, that would be so awkward if you were, like, running through the woods, like, with the rest of your class, and you just see those two, like, making out on the floor. It's like, you guys are gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hot, but gross. Sure. I don't know. Teenagers, they probably just, like, whatever. It would still be, like, weird. <laughs> even... Actually, no. Teenagers would be like, oh, my God. And then they'd, be, like, point and get their friends. They're like, yeah. look at that. <laughs> and also, they'd be like, oh, my God, look, it's two gay dudes. Especially depending, like, in our area, especially, they'd be like, oh, my God, those dudes are, like, making out. They're practically fucking. Well, in Beacon Hills, it wouldn't make any difference. Yeah, in Beacon homophobia Hills. homophobia does not exist in Beacon Hills. It does not. They're just like, get it, Danny. <laughs> Your boyfriend's kind of a dick, but <laughs> yeah. you have shit taste. He does. Canonically. Yeah. In men and in besties. Yeah. Okay. But then. Scott the, runs and grabs Kira. Oh, yeah. See, I skipped all these notes. Yeah. And then the group converges and Styles finds and reveals that big ass chain. Well, he, yeah. He yells for everyone to stop. And then I don't. Did he see it or did he like I'm confused about how he knew that was there. Was it the Nagitsune just knew it was there because the Nagitsune put it there? He was kind of like looking around to make sure that it was like one of those things where he's like, everybody stop. Right. Like, let's kind of like. But why right there? Well, I don't think he stopped there on purpose. I think he just wanted everybody to stop because that's where everybody happened to be gathering. But we also know that this is the Nagitsune, not Styles. This is also true, but I don't think he planned that far. I mean, he might have. He probably did plan that far ahead. Well, because, yeah, he wanted everybody to stop right there because that's where he did put his trap. Yeah, if they so I guess stopped, it just kind of worked out that they all stopped where they stopped. I'm sure it was all part of his plan. Yeah, because if he hadn't yelled at everyone to stop, Coach would not have been right there to get shot. Yeah. That was on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, but he pulls up what is, it turns out to be just a chain and everybody's like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. And coach is like, congratulations, you found a chain. And then he gets shot in the chest with it. Well, like below the chest with yeah. the arrow. That's not the sternum, right? It's, it's like right low. below it. Yeah. Ugh, but that's still got to suck. Well, yeah. But if he had gotten shot in the sternum, he'd probably be dead because that's where your heart is. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so then Allison and Lydia are at Peter's place to see what he wants. And Allison does not approve of this plan. No, and but she's I, a good bestie, so she's there to protect Lydia anyway. And I hate, I was just like, God, he's so hot. I hate him, but he's so hot. Nope, not for me. I Only totally in that one episode where he wasn't being a dick. <laughs> yeah, his personality does not affect his physical attractiveness to me. And, well, Allison also has, uh, you know, sums up Peter perfectly by saying, Peter doesn't offer help. He offers a chance for you to be manipulated into giving him what he wants. Yes. Exactly. Very true. And, and then we cut back to Coach, coach freaking out. And yelling the that he's going to die. are trying to help him. Yeah. So he had passed out, but now he's awake again and losing his shit. Scott then takes his pain and Coach just kind of passes out again. And Styles picks up. See, this is another moment where it's like he's he's putting on a show even though no one's really looking at him. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, there's blood all over my hands. Oh, I'm so troubled by the blood on my hands. And then no literally and metaphorically. Is like, fuck 
Yes, <laughs> everything is going up me. <laughs> it's yeah. coming up me. Yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, Cannot plan this shit. I love that he like loves to be there to watch all mm-hmm. of the shit. He's like, yes, look at me. The Nogitsune is the Joker. He is. He just wants to cause chaos and fuck shit up. He has no ulterior motive or master plan. It's just, I want to mess with people as much as possible. Yes. And that is just fun. And I want to see it too. Yes. And he's like, I want to be there and I need to help. And I want to also navigate people to my shit so that I can make sure it goes how I planned. Mm -hmm. And it does. Everything goes according to plan for him. Peter wishes he was this good at manipulating people. I know. The Nogitsun is such a fucking savage. I love him. So. What a villain. (laughs) Then we cut to the sheriff's substation where we see that Chris and Derek have been handcuffed to a bench. And Chris is telling Derek that he needs to say that he will use Chris's attorney. But he doesn't actually plan to call an attorney. He's just buying time. And Derek is just like, fine, but whatever. He's, uh. Derek's like, I outrun these motherfuckers all the time. All I have to do is get out of these cuffs, which I know I can do, and they will never catch me. And in fact, I could walk down the street tomorrow, and they would not bother me. They'd be like, ah, whatever. (laughs) He's like, this is nothing. You know how many times I get framed for murder in this town? (laughs) Constantly. This is a formality at this point. Yeah. Another day, another false false accusation. This will never stick. Nothing sticks to me. Well, nothing should, because he's never actually committed any of these murders. No, his biggest crime was being an idiot, and he's not even doing that these no. days. Okay, let's see. So then Lydia, we cut back to um, Lydia refusing to be alone with Peter, and he's being a dick as usual. Because the last time that she was alone with him, she almost bled out on a lacrosse field. And this is when Peter starts spinning his bullshit and claiming that, oh, it, she was his backup plan all along, and how he's the spark that lit her fire, and I don't know what that accent was supposed to be. Yeah. But he is now claiming responsibility or he's um, taking credit. That's the word I was looking for. Taking credit for activating her banshee powers. He. So here's my thing about that. I don't think that he ever meant to kill her. He didn't care if she died. Oh, yeah. But his plan that whole time, he had like multiple stokes in the fire when it came to attacking Lydia. Because like one was to what provoke Scott. That was one of them. right? Provoke Scott and Styles. Yes. And Styles. And then also, potentially, she was going to turn into a werewolf mm-hmm. and be part of his pack. Yeah. But then when none of that worked out, it also worked out that he was, uh, that sh- she was a banshee. So. Yeah, but of course, he had no way of knowing that. No, no <laughs> idea. It just, like, all worked out for everybody. Right. Well, of course, then um, Allison brings up the time he brainwashed her into helping him bringing back from the dead. And he's like, oh, but see, it, it was all for the best because now I can be here to help you. See, it it. It was all for the greater good. God, what a dick. <laughs> He's so... Fu- He's overflowing with bullshit. He is he so is. full of shit. <sighs> so, so then they- he reveals that her scream doesn't give her power. It just drowns out the noise. Right. They were getting... They were leaving because they, they'd had enough of his nonsense. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, they're asking, well, what does he want? Do you want something in return? And he's like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. You've been new. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we go back to the woods. We see that Styles and um, his dad are hugging. But Ethan, I see at this, I'm just going to just start saying one of the twins, unless yeah. it's obvious. One of the twins um, points out that there is that same wrapping paper that they use for coaches present and a bunch of nails and bolts in the back of Styles' so, Jeep. Mm-hmm. 
which is the same thing the Barrow used for his bomb. And where did that bomb go off? On a school bus. Yep. And then we cut to Kira's dad, who finds a boy on a bus that's holding a present. That's Jared. It is Jared. Who almost threw up on their trip to that. Did he lose weight? Maybe. I don't know. He's the contest winner as well. Yeah, I remember that. I remember Jared. Of course, the thing, though, for me, though, is I always at at first think he's Greenberg. (laughs) But then I remember we never see Greenberg. Nope. He's Jared. Different guy. What if he's both? (gasps) Jared Greenberg. I know. We just like have never. He's only Greenberg to coach, but he's Jared to everyone else. I accept that headcanon. Okay. Yes. Jared Greenberg. <laughs> oh, no. Because on the bus, he, the coach called him Jared. Oh. Damn. Damn. Never mind. <laughs> anyway. Um, my question here, though, was how does Jared and everybody else know that that is a bomb? Did the sheriff call in? And tell them they think there's a bomb on one of the school buses? Because it seems like it cut immediately to them already evacuating a school bus. Are we supposed to assume? I don't know. That was just like a weird cut. You know what? We should probably pick really hard at this. I'm not going to. I, I'll have to assume that this police called and said, we think there might be a bomb on one of the school buses. And then they were like, oh, shit. That's what oh, that's yeah, like. that's exactly what happened. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now it's all making more sense now that we're talking it through. Because they were did, like, that's exactly what Barrow did. He blew up a bunch right. of kids on a school bus. Because he didn't open it, so there's no way for them to know yet what's inside. They're just assuming it's a bomb. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then we got back to the loft, and Peter is telling them that Talia stole a memory from him, and he wants it back. And they ask, what was the memory? And he says, if I remembered, the memory might be able to tell you. How does he know it was stolen? He remembers having a memory taken, but not what the memory was? Probably the same way that, like, well, also the way that they don't remember where the Nematon was. They remember that she took the memory of where the Nematon was from him and Derek. Okay. I think you could know. I do think that you could figure out a gap in your memory if somebody... I guess. ...took it from you. Like, if you remember, like, I think closer to the event you would remember, and then if you remember that somebody took something from you... It kind of just like sticks in your head. I don't know if the show realizes that the picture they're painting of Talia is not good. I mean, I know that Peter is not a good guy, but this is so like manipulative and controlling. And um, honestly, if I was Talia, I would be like, you know what? This girl does not need Peter in her life. I get that. that I don't want him anywhere near her. I get the reasoning behind it, but it's just like to steal a memory out of someone's to take a memory from someone against their will is it's so- peter i'm sorry it's peter <sighs> fuck that dude especially like we see what he did to her son's life i know so i'm not saying that she's right but i'm saying that like i can't say that i wouldn't do the same to keep him away from like from ruining another child's life especially like one that's his is like, I can only imagine what fucked up shit he would do to him, Malia. I feel like there are ways to keep him awake, to not let him know where the child is without fully taking the memory of him even having a child without his permission. I think that's the best way to do it because he is it so sneaky. It might be the most effective, but it's He's just, so sneaky and manipulative. I'm sorry. I'm just, it's wrong. It's just wrong. It's wrong and I still stand by it. She did what she felt she needed to do. I'm not saying that it was right. But I'm not saying it was 100% wrong. I think that Peter is so terrible that she... I just don't think he was that terrible then. He was kind of a pain in the ass, but he didn't turn into like a psychotic murderer until after he was in a coma for six years. Yeah, but like just what he did before he was a psychopath 
with Derek and Paige was just like so fucked. It was, but it wasn't evil. It was stupid. It was, but you have to imagine like if he just did that with her. Like, can you imagine like all the other shit that he probably got into as they were growing up? And like, I don't know if he was like. If Peter was a part of my life, I don't know. I'd probably turn him into a fucking vegetable and just take all of his memories away. And you're like, you are more trouble than you're fucking worth. I just come down on the side that I don't approve of Telia's approaches to being the alpha. I don't agree with all of them. When it comes to Peter, I agree with whatever she decides. Scott would never do this. Well, she's not Scott. No. (laughs) So that's that. (laughs) Anyway... So Parrish reveals that he's certified HDT. I don't know what the fuck that means. Something. Oh, shit. De, de, not High detonation de, tactics. I feel like I figured out what that must stand for before, and now I don't remember. Well, you can Google HDT. it while I talk. <laughs> so he's certified HDT, and he spent two years in the Army, and he's going to check out the bomb on the bus. And after he decides to do that, Peter, we go back to Peter, who is pressing Lydia, and Allison is threatening Peter with her cattle prod, and he starts goading Allison about killing Kate, and then Lydia snaps and throws the claws into a wall, and then she starts hearing voices, and Peter is so irritating, just like, will not shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. and I'm like... Bro, can you let her, like, do her weird shit that you asked her to do in peace? And so Lydia walks, and she's listening, and she reveals that Peter is not just an uncle. Mm-hmm. And while you were talking, I looked, Googled it, and HDT stands for Hazardous Devices Team. Okay. There okay. we go. I knew it, it was something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. Um. Oh, so, and this is, okay, so this, they zoom in on Peter's face, and at this point, I wrote down, it looks like he's practicing how to look concerned. <laughs> like, he, this is the first time he's ever tried to make a concerned face, and it's not working out right. No, not really. Like, he's testing it out. Like, he's never used these muscles before. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what? Um. So then we go back to the sheriff station, and Derek, they're still bickering. Derek is tired of being in jail, and he's about to break out. And he says he'll give him a little more time to get them out, but don't expect me to risk my life trying to save yours. And Sure, Jan. Then we cut to Kira's parents being secretive. Yeah. For all the good it's doing them. Why would you have this conversation and do this in the high school? And Kira just, like, walks up. She sees them go into the room, and she just watches through the window. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and we find out that Kira's dad hid her mother's tales in a book. Because how many high school students do you know who would willingly open a book? The ones who have shit to do with the books involved. Plenty of high school students read. Plenty of them. That's such an adult thing to say. Yeah, I in say a as show, a yeah. adult. <laughs> yeah. So apparently her tales are knives. Mm-hmm. And she's already sacrificed five of them. To create the Oni, and three of those Oni are gone. And she's like, I'll sacrifice more and as many as it takes. What then, happens if she has to sacrifice all of her tails? Does she die? I don't think she dies. Does she just lose her kitsune abilities? I'm pretty sure. They, I'm almost positive they talk about it. Okay. At some point. Probably. So she snaps two of them, right? She snaps two more. Yes. But then so for some reason, she says these will be stronger than the last. Because I do think... We find this out later in the episodes. The more, the fewer tales she has, 
the stronger they are each time she breaks them. Okay. Then we go back to the bus where Parrish is asking Jared to not throw up on the bomb. And he's getting ready to say that Parrish is really, and Parrish completes the sentence like handsome. Thank you. Because if you were to say young, I'd say I'm actually 24 and anyone can look young with proper diet and exercise. I so annoying. I thought it was kind of funny. I thought it was annoying. But I, I mean, he's also just talking to distract. Oh, I knew what he was doing. It was fine. And I thought I wrote nice deflection. It was a nice deflection. <laughs> I was still like, you smug fuck. But I'm projecting future yeah. parish onto young parish. Yeah, but this parish, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, I know and, too much about him. Right. We're just going to pretend like we don't any, know any future parish. And we're acting like he turns into like the biggest tool alive. And no, he really he's just doesn't. a very irritating just, character. Yeah. It's not his fault. No. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so... We find out that it was not a bomb after all. It was the sheriff's nameplate from his desk. And then we get a little flashback to the packages that were delivered there today. And the sheriff realizes that's where the bomb is. Yep. And my first thought was, oh, great. Because, like, they need to rehire all of the sheriff deputies again because they've all died. I know. Oh they my go through gosh. staff. Like, ugh. Well, I mean, I, I, that's just Beacon Hills for you. Don't go to school and don't be a cop. And don't go to the hospital. Nope. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, no, you can't no, don't anymore. go there. Shit happens there It used there all to the be kind of sick. No, it was Not never anymore. safe. No, the HR department at all of these places must be the worst jobs. I don't think they even have HR anymore. Somebody's got to hire new people. They're, it's probably like Melissa, the sheriff, <laughs> and yeah. like whoever the principal is now. Yeah, we don't know. That but hot Melissa producer. is definitely the HR department at the hospital. Oh, absolutely. She does all the interviews. She reads all the resumes. She does all the training. She tells them like. You might die here. Yeah. She like, as a full disclosure, she's like, all right, so this is the formal part of the interview. And then she closes her little book and she's like, I'm like, be straight with you. A lot of weird shit happens you here. You will be injured at some point. Yes. I can guarantee you that. And something scary will happen. Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking like medical, like some weird shit you have never seen before will happen here. And that'll be the real crisis. Mm-hmm. So, do you want this job? How bad do you want this job? So, everybody's running around like crazy. They start uncuffing Derek and Chris, and then Chris starts to hear the ticking of the bomb. I mean, Derek. What did I say? Chris. Chris. Yeah, Derek starts to hear the ticking. But it's a little too late, and he tells everybody to get down right as it explodes. And he shields Chris with his body. So, that whole, I'm not going to risk my life, risk my life to save yours, bullshit. Absolutely, 100%. And we all knew that. Ain't nobody gonna let fine-ass Chris get hurt. No. This is where I would like to propose the idea of Chris Derrick as a a ship. Yes, this. Or Cherrick? Cherrick? Whatever. Cherrick. I just appreciate, I mean, that is a a strong enemies to lovers trope, if you ask me. It is. Oh my god. And hot. It's hot, though. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it is. And age-appropriate. Right. I Mm. mean, there's still an age gap, but they're both adults, so it's fine. Yeah, well, like, with where this is where i want to like tag in the puppy years i'm pretty sure we have established at some point that derek is like six years older than scott and styles oh yeah we did kind of figure that so out So he's like 23 which uh, is that's nothing in hollywood yeah terms. whatever he's still a consenting informed adult yeah and chris is hot it's so true yeah so yeah i ship that anyway so then we got to the nematon and we see just a shit ton of fireflies coming out of that thing. And they're going, basically, that's creating new Oni. Yeah. Back to the sheriff's department. There are multiple officers down. Chris is 
points out that Derek saved his life and is obviously grateful. Yeah, and Derek has a fuck ton of glass in his mm-hmm. back. Scott and Styles arrive and see all of the, you know, the catastrophe that has happened. They come upon one particular deputy and Styles asks, can't you take his pain and make it easier? Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. <laughs> yep, please. He's hurting so bad, yeah. Scott. Do so something. Scott does. And you can tell that he can feel when that guy dies. Yeah. Like he's taking his pain as this deputy dies. And, and it fucks him up. And yes. then Nogetsune is like, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> he is just like eating it up. He's mm-hmm. like, mm. But he's a good actor and you don't see it on his face. No. Um, so then they, uh, Kira shows up and tells them that the Oni are on their way. So they got to get Styles out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, then we cut back to the loft and Peter is still trying to get Lydia to tell him more. But she's claiming that she hasn't doesn't know if it was a girl or a boy or their name or anything other than he has a child. Yeah, some kind of like werewolf mutant. <laughs> right. And then he puts his hands on her and Allison's like, that's enough of that. Yeah. We're leaving now. <laughs> and she shocks him with her gigantic taser stick. Yep. But if you were holding on to someone, wouldn't that go through to go, the other person? Yeah. Wouldn't it shock both of them? I'm gonna assume that her little taser thing is special. Okay. Sure. Just, we'll just say that. Sure. So they are on their way. Scott, Styles, and Kira are on their way to the animal clinic because it is lined with mountain ash. So the An- Oni will, will at least take them a while to get through that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Allison and Lydia are looking up pictures, and then they compare the picture of Malia from the news clipping to a picture of Peter, mm-hmm. and we establish that Malia is Peter's daughter. Dun, dun, dun. Now, I would like to point out, back during season one or two, I established that, and it's not my theory, it's a theory other people have had, that they originally, I think, and other people think, were intending for Jackson to be Peter's kid. Because that is why Jackson is adopted, and why he has Mm. all these issues about it, and it's so mysterious what happened to his parents, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's no real other reason to establish that as such a mystery. That would have been... they weren't planning to do something with that. Yeah, that would... Oh, my God. And then I was like, oh, my God. No wonder you're such a piece of shit. You'd, like, come from a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. But then uh, Colton Haynes decided to leave to do Arrow Arrow. instead. So then they were like, well, that went nowhere. I guess they just decided, well, Malia could be his kid. That's cool. That's not a confirmed theory, but it makes sense to me. I mean, upgrade on Peter's part. I'd rather have her as a kid than fucking jackson yeah um uh, oh and this is another thing so i then that also brings into question again how old is peter because in those flashbacks he seems to be just a couple years older than Mm. Derek. which i mean he could have been and still knocked someone up gross i don't want to think about that too hard because like baby peter knocking someone up is a disgusting thought to me true but also someone on tumblr i don't remember who they were so sorry Mm -hmm. but Whereas they were pointing out that that episode where we see baby Derek and young Peter and all that stuff is told from the point of view of Peter. So it's his version of what he looked like Fair. at that time. So in his own mind, maybe he did still seem or feel younger. Yeah, really now I'm trying to picture like old Peter just running around that high school. Yeah. I don't but know. I mean, old Peter runs around the high school yeah. now, so. Nobody gives a shit. No. So just putting those no, things, those theories which, out there. Going back to that, I'm going to backtrack like quite a bit. Okay. How the fuck did he, why was he talking to uh, Lydia's mom about hearing tests? I'm like, what kind of paperwork and credentials do you have for any of that? Like none. 
He should have. That's ridiculous. I mean, I guess she didn't like sign up for anything. So I guess she could have just been, he could have just said, hey, I'm from the health department. I wanted to talk to you about something. And she's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, we know what the real point uh, it was. I was just like, but he didn't have any kind of like a real card or anything. So maybe then Lydia's mom was just kind of like this. He's just making up an excuse to talk to me because I'm so hot and he wants to give me his number. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. But like, I was just like, whatever. Who knows? <laughs> Moving um, on. Okay. So then we get to the animal hospital. And the Oni are already there. Yes. And Scott and Kira are like, fuck it, let's go. Well, Scott is like, fuck it, let's go. You get Styles to safety. And Kira's like, okay. And she's like, mm, Actually, but no. she's like, I don't know. I think you need some help. Yes. Which he did. And this is when we also find out that not only can she do acrobatics yeah. and run real fast, she can also fight. Yeah. Um, and I just love a battle couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the couple that fights together stays together, in my opinion. <laughs> Very much so. And then Scott gets stabbed. Yeah, Scott was doing really good until he got stabbed <laughs> yeah. through the stomach by one. Yeah, he was holding his own better than they had in previous fights with the Oni, it looked like. Yeah, I was like, are you sure these are your strongest Oni? And I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then... They take Scott inside, and Kira's attempting to pull the blade free, but Styles is like, bitch, how about no? And slams her head into the examination table and knocks her out. I was like, my God. Uh-oh, that's not Styles. I was like, oh, shit. And this is when you get the really just professional actor shit yes (laughs) because he just again he just kind of switches on a dime from acting like styles to obviously not styles anymore Mm -hmm. but then he's also not doing the same sinister kind of thing he was doing at the hospital because it's like because now it's kind of like the nagitsune is still acting like styles but in a way that he wants it to be obvious to scott that he's not styles yeah (laughs) because he's still kind of nonchalant like no no it's okay and he's like reaching for the mm-hmm. sword, like he's gonna pull it out, and then he's just like <laughs> twists it, Ugh. and I'm like, oh my god, not Scott! I'm like, that's so fucked up to watch somebody do it to Scott, and watch Styles yeah. of all people do that to Scott. Definitely, so traumatic. So then he does his, you know, villain monologue, basically, where he explains that this whole day. Scott has been taking all of this pain. He took pain from Isaac. He took pain from Coach. He took pain from that dying deputy. And, and now he wants to him. take it from Scott. Yeah. And he's like, he'll give it to me. Give it to me. And yeah, he told Scott that he needed to, that he should have done his reading and that the Nogitsune feeds off chaos, strife, and pain. Mm-hmm. And so he's, and he does. He just like starts taking Scott's pain and anguish. And it's a very homoerotic. It is. Because they, but yeah. He's, I mean, it looks like they're having orgasms. It does. And he also <laughs> just like looks, he also looks like a crack vein getting a mm-hmm. fix. Yeah. I mean, that's all of that. All of it's it. It's obviously more supposed to seem like that, but that is. I mean, very, I mean, like, it can be all of those things. Yeah. It's, it's just like when a vampire feeds. a lot of pleasure yeah. from taking this pain from it's Scott. Like, yeah. Yum, yum. Let's see. And he's just like gloating. And he's like, Mwahaha, everything's going to plan. And then Deaton just shows up and injects him with the lichen serum. And well, before that, we do get a couple more flashbacks just to illustrate that this whole time it's been the, the Nagitsune. So when no one's yeah. looking, he had his little villain face on. Yeah, he's like, hey, hey, hey. ha, ha, is Got this? him. <laughs> <laughs> So doing the like Mr. Burns finger thing. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Um, and then, yes. And then Deaton shows, he says he fooled everyone. Deaton shows up with his, his not everyone. Yeah. 
But are we, is that supposed to imply that Deaton knew that they were somehow going to show up there and he wasn't fooled? I don't, I don't think this line works. I think it was a coincidence. I think it could have been either or. I think that this was always the plan. They just didn't know that the, like, no Gitsune was playing the fuck out of them. But the plan was always for, like, Deaton to inject him. Right. But he says, not everyone, as in you didn't fool me. But I think that was just Deaton saying cool shit. Yeah. He wasn't. It's like, you, you, okay. Like, he no. wasn't trying to fool you. Dean probably had just gotten back to the <laughs> yeah. clinic. He's like, well, thank God I'm here. Like, you weren't around to even be fooled. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. So he injects him with the where the lichen stuff and style slash the nuggets and a collapses. And he reveals that he poisoned the fox, but it's not dead yet. Yeah. He also yanks that sword right out of Scott. Yeah. Not even a countdown, just right out well i mean i'm sure at that point scott was just ready to have it out i know um and that's when we end the episode yep so what should we do first um mvp let's do mvp since we may have forgotten that last week and or the last the week before that yeah we can't remember whatever okay so mvp this week it's hard i mean the nagitsune you can absolutely (laughs) give it to the nagitsune i mean he was the only one who won anything. I'm going to give it to Deaton just yeah. for like, he's been gone all season. and He did the most pivotal thing True. this episode. So, I mean, I'm just going to say, I mean, he didn't, it wasn't good that he won, but he definitely won. Oh yeah. The Nogitsune was great. He gave us the most entertaining. Mm-hmm. He's given us the most entertaining season of this show. Absolutely. Ever. Yes. And he just like did the damn thing. It was really great. Like mm-hmm. props to you. Absolutely. Oh. So snaps for the nuggetsune yes and it oh god he's just such a good villain there's even when he's and again when i say he i just mean dylan yeah when he's doing his villain monologue it's none of that scene chewy nonsense that peter and gerard and Ducalian all did it's subtle yeah he's <laughs> there's like subtlety to I it i fucking got you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's interesting it's not just like somebody on like who thinks they're mm-hmm. reciting Shakespeare? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Not that there isn't a time and a place for that. That's fun, too, in its own way, but... It is, but he's just, like, good at it. And, like, his plans work. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, we did not get any new werewolf faces, wolf faces or anything, but we got... We got Kitsune eyes. Yeah, Kira's Kitsune eyes. Um, we did get a little bit of lore. We found out about the wolf lichen. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out about Kitsune tales a little bit. A little bit, yep. Really, that's it. I mean, we kind of learned a little bit more about Banshee lore. The screen yeah. doesn't give her, her power; it focuses her. Well, I, yeah, I think specifically this is like I think everything Banshee related is all made up for this show. Sure, yeah. I don't think I've never heard anything about a Banshee before this show well like i mean i've heard about banshee shit before this show but like i think everything that they do with them is completely original to this yeah and when i say we learned new lore i just mean lore for the show yeah because i'm pretty sure banshees in actual folklore are ghosts something like that or like a ghost not an actual living human person Mm -hmm. who has special powers yeah i didn't notice any product placement i did i did propose a new ship yep <laughs> we did get i guess hints of the nogitsune's bisexuality when he was taking scott's pain yeah sure i no. i don't really know i that thought counts. it looked like but i don't think that's <laughs> yeah, actually i don't think so either they were feeling. <laughs> i think that's pretty much it yep so rating the episode rating the episode i don't think this is going to be a surprise to anyone i'm gonna give it a five same <laughs> 
Uh, we'll give it five syringes full of Lotharia Volpina. Okay, well, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, I'll give it five evil Nogitsune smiles on Dylan O'Brien's face. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, so we had decided that we don't really have enough to do a wolf, wolf Bites episode this week. So we're just going to do some recommendations. And then I do have one that I'm going to talk about just a very small amount because it has characters from Teen Wolf that have not appeared in the show yet, but will mm. later. Yeah, so. go for it. All right, so we'll just like start off the top with uh, this movie called Baby Blue that I watched. It is a super tacky, cheap horror movie that I watch for free on Tubi. And I really won't get into the plot. Um, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I don't regret watching it. Um, actually, I want to say it had a very interesting plot. It's not original or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it was. It just did what it does well. Um, I wish the villain was scary. I wish the movie itself was scarier. But plot-wise, it wasn't bad. And it has a character that anybody who has watched the show, uh, Teen Wolf, like later seasons, uh, it has Liam in it. And it also has a character who will be Liam's best friend named Mason in it. Fun. Yep. And so... So it's uh, not necessarily a, we, you recommend that you watch it, but you don't recommend that you don't watch it? Yeah, it's like <laughs> a middle, it's like you won't, if you got nothing better to do with your time... It's fine. You've got like an hour and a half, just, or you want to go to bed... And you're like, I'm not 100% sleepy, but I'm trying to wind down. Throw that on. And if you fall asleep, so be it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will. I'll just go through my few recommendations. Okay. For this week. And I won't get into anything in depth about them either. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recommend if you have the opportunity, go see the Taylor Swift Eras tour in theaters. It is super fun. I mean, if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, then I guess don't. But if you're on the fence, maybe go. It might push you over the edge to being a Swifty. It's just, I mean, it's just quite a show. I recommend, and I've recommended it before, but I finally, I finished The Wheel of Time season two. And if you haven't already, I recommend watching that because it's fucking awesome. And if you like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings or some kind of combination of the two, or just really any kind of fantasy stuff, you will like it. And then it's not really a recommendation, but I watched The Boogeyman and it was better than I expected it would be. It almost scared me a little bit. Okay. A couple times, but I just, I enjoyed that. It had kind of a Mike Flanagan vibe with the family dynamics and mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it was pretty good. Good deal. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> um, I watched The Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. I really like that. The new one. Mm-hmm. Recommend that. Um, a Haunting in Venice is good. I recommend that. I watched a movie called The Puppet Man. That is another one that I do recommend. Not overly scary, but... It's got some original things. It's got some things going on that we haven't quite seen before. It's got interesting spin on some old horror tropes. And then I watched Slother House. Oh, I saw the ads for that on Hulu. <laughs> I gotta say, I fucks with Slother House. Really? Okay. It's really, really dumb, but it's also really fucking fun. Is I it had so like much about fun a killer sloth. It is. <laughs> And like, at first you think that, okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Slotherhouse, the plot of it. So you think that it's like, just like a normal sloth that's like a little bit crazy. But as the movie goes on, you're like, oh, oh, we are like full blown camping this shit up. It is surreal. 
I, so, how could it not be? Yeah, well, like, you can have, like, animal, like, Cujo. Yeah, but I was thinking, a Cujo, a dog, a big, just St. Bernard is already a scary animal. A sloth is not. I know. It's <laughs> not, but, like, there's no realism whatsoever. Obviously. But, like, because, you know, some people like to ride the line. Kind of like with, so, for example, I'll use, like, Jurassic World. Ugh. Like, those movies, the first one I did not like because it was trying to ride the line between, like, realism and surrealism. And, like, it couldn't decide what it kind of wanted to do. And then the second movie, a lot of people hate it because it went full-blown surrealism and it was really fucking stupid. And okay. so, I'm like, as long as you pick a lane. I don't, I did never got it. the, I mean, I haven't watched any of that. I watched the first one and hated it and didn't watch the rest. I assumed that they were trying to be serious with all of them. No, see, because here's my thing with those Jurassic, okay, so I guess we're having a tangent sure. now. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, with those I'm like, you're telling me that you hired Chris Pratt to train these velociraptors. And then you went over here and you made this super fucking dinosaur that's like part velociraptor and all these other crazy things. But you didn't have anybody train that thing. And you just let it eat its fucking sibling and let it act buck fucking wild in a cage and thought that nothing was going to happen. Shit like that. Like those two things do not make sense because they put so much work into crafting this story about fucking chris pratt and his trained raptors so that we would believe that these raptors were well trained and everything but then i'm like but it doesn't make sense that they would make this other thing sure. and not have any other system in place for it like there's no logical but thing for that so you're but your assumption there is that they're doing it on purpose because mine is just that they're bad writers see <laughs> and they're stupid and they wrote a bad movie yeah exactly but not on purpose i mean i guess not but like here's my thing is so like when they did the second movie they just like there's just like all this dumb shit mm-hmm. in it and they're not so focused on being like oh well this is like actually real and like they're not taking it real and then when you get to the last one dominion it's like more of the same from the second one so i'm like okay cool we're just like doing the whole we're just doing shit just like bullshit i don't so- like when they try and make it like when they try and make things believable and then they're like, but we're going to do this part like really crazy so that we can get the stuff that we want to draw people in. So it doesn't really matter to you whether they intended to make a stupid movie or they just incidentally made a stupid movie. The second two are just stupid. Yeah, I was like, trying I, to- <laughs> yeah, I just don't want them to be like, we're going to we're going to take this super serious, but then we're going to have all this goofy shit in it. OK, what if they thought they were being super serious and it's just stupid? Well, I mean, like, then this is just stupid anyway. Still, it still works for you either way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. fair enough so yeah okay. and i like didn't like how the kids were in that first movie because they'd be like oh my god it's so scary but then they'd be cracking jokes and i'm like i hate you you're not lexi or tim and i fucking hate you i despise the jurassic world franchise so fair I hate enough. literally everything about it i i hate that it exists at all i mean i won't argue that. <laughs> and also i'm like dinosaurs don't fucking team up no a t-rex and a velociraptor would never in a million years be like good game bro and fist bump <laughs> And then go their separate ways. And also, <laughs> also, they fucking have that giant dinosaur that's in the water. And yeah. it jumps out of the water at the very end. And all that told me was like, so there was never any safety from that thing. No. It could have jumped up and eaten everybody anytime it wanted to. Any fucking time it wanted to. There are no safeguards whatsoever. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Yes. Agreed. It's all very fucking stupid. Yeah. And so I was just like, it really pissed me. I was like, there was, why are we even concerned that like everything went haywire? There was, 
barely any control in place here at all so it was just like shit it was a shit show i hate that movie agreed me too <laughs> i fucking hate the first jurassic world so much but then the other ones it's like we're just doing dumb shit all the time it's all fucking stupid all the fucking time and we're not even trying to pretend like we're doing anything like super serious and that there's any kind of like good shit going on here all right so like and i'm like cool as long as i know what you are you know you're making a dumb fucking movie now at least that's how it felt to me so all right well again i haven't watched the second two i'm not I going to would never recommend them unless yeah. you're like i'm trying to watch a dumb fucking movie <laughs> nope no thanks yeah so that anyway. was our little rant <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember what we were talking about before that but oh we were just doing wrecks and stuff yeah, so oh well slother house right, right right so basically slother house is just like a really dumb fucking movie but, but it's intentionally so fucking dumb Yes, and it's so fucking fun. And I also like that it had a um, pretty co-star, but she's not like the perfect star that you would think that they would cast. Okay. And I really like that. She was she felt like she was just like a normal college student. She was really cool. Um, I really liked it. Cool. Well, that actually reminds me of, I haven't finished it yet, so I'm not going to say whether it's a wreck or not, but I'm watching Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I made I noted to myself that none of like it's a lot of the same people from previous seasons. Yeah, like always. And it's a very kinky season. <laughs> like hmm. there's a lot of sex and weird relationship dynamics. But no, none of the stars on this show are like what you would consider like movie star hot. Yeah. Like there's people scantily clad and doing sexy things and whatnot, but they're all kind of normal looking people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is obtainably attractive. Yeah, which is cool, I think. It is. Oh, me of that. I love obtainably attractive people. Uh-huh. Like Rahul Kohli. Oh, yes. Love he, well, I've been like into him since fucking, oh my God, what was that? I Zombie. Yeah. I've just been like, oh my God, he's so hot. He's so hot. I just love him. And then I like started following him on Twitter and mm-hmm. he only got hotter. Yep. And it's just like, uh. Yeah, he's attainably hot. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I feel like I could actually have a conversation with you and not be intimidated mm-hmm. or weird or awkward. And yeah. it's like, and nothing has to happen. Right. But like, if it did, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm not going to be in my head about this. It's just like, <laughs> the vibes are right. Uh-huh. All right. So anyway. Okay. Yeah. We actually talked more about this episode than we have in, had more to say about this episode than we have about previous episodes. Yeah, because it was I a really think. good one, and we kind of like had to nitpick it a little yeah. bit. But it was not necessarily like, this was fucking stupid nitpicking. It was just like, yeah. I'm not sure I understand this. Let's break yeah. this down. Oh, well, you know what it is? We even t- I even touched on it in the beginning. This felt like an OG. They had like little sprinkles oh, yeah. of OG Teen Wolf in there. Yeah, but so that's still probably why we good. had a lot to say. Yeah, oh yeah, fantastic. Still solid five. I don't, I'm, nothing that we broke down made me change my opinion of that. Yeah, no. I love it. Because it's just... It was more nostalgic than anything. It's like, aw. Yeah. Because the overall plot, the Nogitsune thing, is so well done. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact... I think that's... It's one of the biggest twists on the show that you could be like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like... And it's so... And he's so fucking mean. He just changes yeah. on a dime. Yeah. It gets very violent very fast. Mm-hmm. Like, poor little Kira got her face slammed into an examination table. And then he is just fucking gutting Scott, which mm-hmm. is like, that's Scott. That doesn't, yeah. shit like that doesn't happen to Scott. Like, that's a Derek, that's something that happens to Derek. Yes. <laughs> that does not happen to Scott. And, and Styles isn't the one that does right. that. It's, he's in this horrible pain. 
And it's his best friend's face doing yeah. it to him. It's ugh, awful. But great. I know. So good. <laughs> so good. Fucking great. Okay. But time to wrap this up. Yep. So if you would like to email us, you can email us at twinkwarspod at gmail.com. And you can follow us or message us or tell us what ships you think we should talk about more or which ships you hate or which tropes you like or dislike. You can really have, tell us anything you yeah. want to. Um, uh, on Tumblr or Twitter at Twink Wars Pod. Yep. So thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.